What do you do when the storms of life become, well, unbearable? A few months ago, I recorded two podcasts that later, by accident, were erased. One of them was about navigating through the storms of life. You know those storms that cause us fear and uncertainty and anxiety? That episode was released just as we were entering that worldwide pandemic that paused and confused all of us. It seems that now that it's been a few more months, that episode is even more relevant and necessary. So while this message may feel similar to some because, well, Some of you may have actually heard that original podcast before it got deleted. Today's message will be presented in a little different way, a more gospel-oriented way, because in my opinion, that's what we need right now to weather the current storms that are whirling around us, not just in our own lives or in our own homes, but all around the world. Today's storms are coming in with so much intensity. They swirl around us, and like I said before, with uncertainty, fear, and confusion. And these storms, they are strong, and they like to linger a little longer than we might want. Now, many of my clients and the individuals I work with have been sharing with me recently some of the storms that they're facing. And a lot of them are related to the pandemic. Some of these include things like loss of finances or homeschool challenges they've never had before. Different, how to navigate different types of sicknesses, disabilities, special needs when we're not supposed to be around people. We've got families, some of them with teens and small children who are bored. And that's a challenge. That is a storm for a mama. We've got people who are dealing with loneliness and isolation that never had that before. We've got people who are struggling with mental health, more anxiety, more depression, because they're not handling the storms well, and they don't see an end in sight. And we've got extroverts who are struggling because they're not getting that social energy recharge that they desperately need. And then, of course, you've heard all the jokes. The introverts are just fine. They're happy. They've been in training for a long time. They're great. (laughs) Just teasing. (laughs) But on top of that, just me in my neighborhood, in my area where I live, We've had all kinds of crazy things going on these last couple of months. And you probably have two in your community. Just last weekend, our water was shut off because they thought it had been contaminated. We went for a weekend without water. But there's also been earthquakes. We had multiple earthquakes. And then just last night and today in neighboring communities, there's been fires that have burned down whole sides of huge mountains and threatened thousands of homes. There's storms out there, lots of storms. 
And you know they're there because not only I know where you're feeling some of them, but in your communities, if you just turn on the news, you get to see it too. Storms of violence, storms of racism, storms of vandalism, and some things that are far worse than those. And then there's actual storms, like actual weather storms, that are causing flooding and damage. Whatever storm you are experiencing right now in your life, wherever you live, these numbers of storms seem to be increasing and swirling around us, multiple storms with strong intensity. And even for the best of us, even those who tend to be really strong and optimistic, it's scary. And it wears you down. Because you don't know when relief is coming. You don't know when end is in sight. Now, I'm not a meteorologist, clearly. But one thing I do know about intense storms is that no matter how much they whirl around, they can only hold their intensity for so long. Which means storms do pass. I'll give you a, a, something else to compare it to. Think about someone who is just enraged with anger. They, no matter what triggered it, if their reason's valid, if they're just out of control, whatever it is, they're having that huge emotion of just angered rage. They can only stay angered and in rage for so long. And then that has to fizzle out because it takes enormous amounts of energy to stay at that level, that intensity level. So anger fizzles out just like a storm fizzles out. Now, there's something else I discovered as I've studied storms is that the center of a hurricane, there's what's called the eye or the eye of the storm. And what's really beautiful about this is that in that space, that eye of the storm, it's mostly calm. So just try to picture this for a minute. Imagine standing in the center of a category four or five hurricane, seeing things, debris and craziness swirling around you at catastrophic proportions, destroying everything in its path, except for you, because you're anchored in the center of the storm where it's mostly calm. So let me ask you this question. I want you to really ponder on it for a minute. What needs to happen in your life right now, today? What needs to happen today to move you into the eye of the storm where it's mostly calm and out of harm's way? Now, don't get me wrong. The eye of the storm doesn't mean that you're not going to get some raindrops on you, that you're not going to get some bumps and bruises. It just means you're going to be safe. You are not experiencing the catastrophic proportions that's swirling around you. So what do you need to do today to move you closer or into that eye of the storm? Now, in my opinion... 
it's probably something tiny, something what I like to call two millimeters in size, a tiny action that needs to be taken to move you a little bit closer to that space where it's a little calmer. It might be something that you used to do, something that maybe was part of your routine or your a habit, but maybe life got busy or you forgot. It might be something like just saying your prayers, your daily prayers. It might be something like feasting in the scriptures every day or practicing daily gratitude. Maybe it's something like self-care, doing something small and simple like just getting dressed every day. Even though you may not be going anywhere, but maybe actually putting clothes on, doing your hair, or making a better food choice for your body that day. Or even just getting outside and taking a short walk. Sometimes those little tiny things that we do are the biggest and most important things that fill us up and meet our needs and move us closer to the things that help keep us calm and closer to the Savior. Now, once we get to the eye of the storm by doing those two millimeter sized action things, those really important ones, we need to do something to anchor us or ground us there, to keep us there in safety. And there are so many things that you can do to do that, to get grounded, to get anchored. But I don't want to talk about all those today. I want to focus on the one that I believe is the best one. And I know it will help keep you safe and it will help keep your spirit safe in these crazy life storms. You may have seen there's a meme going around on social media where there is a picture of a storm and in the center of it is a picture of Jesus Christ with his arm reaching out to the viewer. And the caption says, Focus on me, not the storm. You see, the closer we move to Christ, the more calm we can feel. The further away from Christ, the harder it is to feel peace and calm, making it easier for us to get caught up in the whirlwinds and the storms. We need to be always moving, even if it's two millimeters at a time, to our eye in the storm, which is our Savior, Jesus Christ, where the true source of peace and healing comes from. And he is the master of the seas and the winds. So start looking at what are those two millimeter actions that you can take to move you closer to the calm, to the peace, to the eye of the storm. Speaking of the Savior and storms, we know in the Bible there's a story, um, very common story, probably everybody knows it, <laughs> where Jesus spent the day healing the sick and the infl- afflicted and then casting out devils. And he did all that before he got on a ship on the Sea of Galilee. 
and he was tired. He'd been busy working hard all day. He was tired, and so he went to sleep. And when a big storm came, the disciples awoke Jesus, saying, Carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus responded with, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Now, how often do you find your asking, yourself asking God similar pleading questions? Maybe yours sound a little like this. Don't you care about me? I'm suffering. I'm perishing here. I'm scared. Where are you? I need your help right now. Save me. And have you had moments where you feel like he's still asleep and not paying attention, that he's not hearing you? I think we all have had moments like that. But here's the thing. In the very moment the disciples felt like they needed saving, the Savior arose. He rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. We need to remember that we too need to take those saviors, the Savior's words to the winds and the seas, to our heart. We need to feel peace and be still. We need to have a few moments every day to be still to shut out the noise, to allow for the peace and the calm to enter in. And then just like he was there exactly when the disciples needed, he's there for you too, exactly when when you need him. And he can and he will calm your storms. But the closer you are to him, the faster and easier it will be for you to feel and recognize his presence in your life. And that he's always there and he's always been there. And then don't forget, not only can he calm physical storms swirling around you, but he can calm emotional and spiritual storms too. Whatever storm is swirling about you in your life, he's ready and he's willing to either calm the storm or calm you in the eye of the storm. I'm going to repeat that because it is so amazing. It's such a beautiful gift. So really take this to heart. doesn't matter what storm you're going through. No matter how big it is, how intense it is, whatever swirling around you, causing you fear, that uncertainty, panic, anxiety, whatever it is, he is right there ready and willing to help you. And he's going to either calm the storm or calm you in the eye of the storm. Now there's a passage in a book called The Doctrine and Covenants that says this. That a very large ship 
is benefited very much by a very small helm in the time of a storm. So let's look at that for a minute. A very large ship is benefited by a very small helm. I don't know a lot about ships. In fact, I know very little about boats of any kind. But as I read that and thought about a large ship, there's one part of the ship, a small part, the helm, that controls the ship, guides the ship through the storm. It's small. But it makes and guides this big ship through a storm. What that means to me is it doesn't take a lot. Two millimeters of action and two millimeters of faith in Jesus Christ, our captain, who is at the helm of our ship. The scripture continues on saying, Therefore, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power. And then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. His arm is reaching out through the storm to you. He is the answer, the true source of peace. He is the prince of peace, the captain of our ship. He's at the helm and he's ready and willing and he is guiding us. And we just sometimes don't always feel it or see it because the storm is strong and it's swirling around distractions and debris and it's confusing and it's scary. But I want you to know if you get nothing out of this whole podcast, that your Savior Jesus Christ loves you and he is there for you and he is in charge. And while the world is confusing and chaotic, the one thing that is constant, that is consistent, that never changes and never will is that he is at our helm and he is guiding us and we know that he is going to get us to the destination that we need to get to safely. And we can have peace in that. And we should have peace in that. So, if you're having trouble trying to identify how to find more peace in your storms, how to slow down the chaos and the confusion swirling around you so you can feel that peace and move closer to your Savior, then I invite you to reach out to me and let's have a little discussion and see if we can come up with a few things to help you. You do not need unnecessary suffering. Don't create more by being overwhelmed and overthinking and overanalyzing than you need to and that's necessary. Be smart, be safe, be prepared, but then open your heart and your mind and your eyes to the Savior. That is where our peace is, and that is where our safety is. In the meantime, have an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.